number eight episode of Me and My Health Up. Uh, today we're privileged to have back um, Mitchell uh, Hooper from um, Exercise Physiology with uh, Longevity. So uh, how are you, Mitch? Yeah, I'm good. I, I appreciate being 25% of the uh, the podcast guests. Let's, let's yeah. keep the ratio up. That's good. You're a champion because <laughs> you're a yeah. supporter. That's why I've got you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. It's a good time for that. Yeah. We're on a roll, actually. We're, yeah, three, uh, three zip, and uh, hopefully we'll get another win against the Manly Seagulls uh, this uh, coming Saturday. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, I look after my fellow eel supporters. Um, <laughs> hey, um, hey, Mitch, uh, we touched on in the last episode that uh, you're this marathon runner turn power lifter. Now, mm. I, I want to hear the story behind this, and I'm sure the viewers <laughs> your story. Sure, sure. Um, well, it starts a bit before that. So I played uh, American football at uni, and then I was done with that, and then I put on uh, about 30 kilos in three months. Uh, and I, I obviously knew that something had to change. I, I was still interested in fitness. It's just um, my undying love for food was never going to go anywhere. So yeah. I knew I needed to combat that somehow. So um, I, I lost heaps of weight, um, entered a, a bodybuilding contest. And then from there, I, again, I just couldn't stop eating. I was ravenous. So I thought a great way to combat that would be marathon running. Yeah. Um, and marathon running was was too much. I got bored of it after a while. And then um, – then I decided, you know, powerlifting, embrace the body type. Um, <laughs> so it, it, it all re- revolves and, and relevant for the podcast, but it all revolves around eating and eating lots of food. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly got the frame that needs lots of calories. So, um, yeah, can, that's right. That's right. I can see why they had you in the gridiron team. You're, you're massive units. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. you know, it, it, it's amazing how, you know, you could carry, uh, you know, the, your frame over uh, 42 kilometers and do it so well. So uh, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, Stupidity. hey um keen to find out your underlying philosophy around health and wellness we didn't touch on that in the last episode so uh yeah please share with us your uh your philosophy yeah right okay um so i'd say i'd say number one thing that's most important for everyone in general is to to move more um that's really general advice with um with how our society's gone with um uh, obviously with cars, with a lot of deaths, especially even more relevant now with working from home. Yeah. Um, but the more you can move, the better shape you're going to be in, the lower your risk for any comorbidity, the lower your risk for um, arthritis causing you pain, um, better weight management, um, et cetera. So that would be number one. Uh, I'd say number two is to get strong. Uh, so strength is actually the number one correlator with independence. So you often see older people who have, you know, they tell you they walk 5k every day their whole life and their heart's in great shape, their lungs are in great shape, but um, they lose the strength to even do something as simple as stand up from a toilet. So I would say if you do those two things, you're uh, you're certainly on the right track to to staying healthy and achieving longevity. Okay, so that first one for everyone is to move more, and secondly, uh, improve your strength. Uh, so more conditioning. And uh, um, on that first one, um, Mitch, you touched on the pain and arthritic pain. And today's episode, and the reason why I got you back is on is to talk further on the pain subject. So that was a good segue yeah. into pain. And I'm keen to get your insight around pain, the drivers of pain, and what we can do about it uh, if we're suffering any potential condition that's driving pain, 
um, or is it, you know, an, a past injury that we we, ha- we still get the phantom pain from that past injury? Just really keen yeah. to get your insight around this because I know you're very passionate about this topic. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, it's probably the part I enjoy most about my job when someone comes in there in pain and then they come back and they go, you know what, I feel so much better because the, the quality of life hits that you take when you're in, in significant pain um, especially if there's uncertainty surrounding that pain, um, then it gets into your mental well-being as well. Um, so it goes hand in hand with the um, the kind of movement away from looking at imaging uh, to diagnose to diagnose your source of pain. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of the time we only have one spine, and so you get a you get a scan of your spine and you go, oh, okay, your discs are degenerated, and that's why you're in pain. Um, but there's also several people with an identical scan that are in no pain. Um, the same thing they did a, there's a famous study on, on doing slap tears in the shoulder, which is, uh, don't need to go into detail, but tears in the shoulder that, that can cause people pain. Um, and people over a certain age, the prevalence was something like 80 to 85% of those people had tears. And the qualifying factor to be in the study was that those people could not be in pain. Um, and so it's very interesting how what's, um, physically going on in the body is actually not always correlated. Uh, to your sensation. So pain is, is always a sensation. It's not always damage. Right. Okay. That, that's a great point because, uh, you know, obviously it's that sensory neurons giving feedback back to the brain in terms of their, their feeling some discomfort or, you know, pain associated. And, uh, and, and you're saying, well, there can be damage there, but you, you may not get that sensory feedback to say that it's, it's painful. And, and some May you know, so some people can have the tear and experience no pain, and others with the tear experience exacerbating pain. And so, that's right, one camp or the other camp. Um, so in terms of, I I guess, for you, in terms of what you do, it doesn't matter which camp you're sitting in, whether you've got pain or you're without pain, you've got damaged, you know, a torn uh, muscle or um, tendon. Uh, you essentially help that person gain that mobility back. Uh, do you take a different approach with someone who has pain or to someone who doesn't, or how do you approach it? Yeah, so if someone doesn't have pain, um, then we're, we're still screening their function constantly. Yeah. Um, and so oftentimes they they have ways that they're compensating for a, a damaged tissue and they don't feel any discomfort at all. Um, if that's the case, we try and build back the function and build back the, the movements within normal healing times, knowing that they may have a, an injury there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's when someone comes in and, and they are in pain, for example, um, the, the biggest thing is finding out why, what were the circumstances around the pain? When did you start feeling the pain? Because um, let's say you, you have back pain and you've been told you have degenerated discs. Well, we know that that could may or may not be the cause. Um, the, the cause may be that you're inactive. The cause may be that um, you've had some hugely distressing event in your life. Um, or, you know, oftentimes the cause is um, you just hurt yourself and you just, you need a couple of weeks. So um, as healthcare practitioners, it's really our responsibility. If someone is in pain, we screen why, we give them expectations around how long that'll last, uh, a pathway to full function um, and letting people know that, you know, they're, they're not broken. They, their body's amazing in what it can achieve. Um, and as, a downfall of that complex system between the brain and the body is that um, the brain can sometimes imagine things that aren't there in, in cases like um, fibromyalgia, for example. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you've got those uh, war veterans that um, still carry that pain from that, you know, the, 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 the amputation of the leg. They no longer have the leg, it's healed and everything, but they still bear that pain of that leg. Um, Mm-hmm. So you have that sort mm-hmm. of phantom pain as well. And I, I, you, you raised a really good point. It's around, you know, as you said, when you're with a client who's experiencing pain, it's going back to the time when it happened and what was going on and, and potentially that pain may be associated with the emotion around that traumatic event uh, yeah. as opposed to the physical damage. Like you're saying the physical damage could have, well and truly healed to a point that, you know, the person should be experiencing no pain, but they're still carrying the same pain intensity as when it first happened, potentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because it's, it's not always uh, what I'm driving at, really, is it's not always a mechanical thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not always a, a tissue that's torn. It's not always uh, X, Y, or Z. Um, yeah. And so, for example, someone could be intolerant to, to spine flexion when they're standing and they yeah. bend over and they, they curl up because they damage their back from, uh, say doing a deadlift incorrectly, or they picked up a pen and they something happened and they think they have a slip disc, et cetera. But you get the same person seated yeah. in the same spinal flexion under the same load and no, no, that's fine. Yeah. Um, and so there's different strategies around how to load that, how to introduce that. Um, yeah. If it's actually a damaged tissue or if it's a, a psychological aspect. Okay. And in, in the case that it's a psychological aspect, do you bring in like a psychologist or a counsellor or, yeah, do you, you know, do you refer out to get that element of emotional support? Uh, you know? Yeah, so certainly we can and it, it really is case by case. Um, yeah. And that's the, that's the um, whole definition of exercise physiology. There's no one size fits all. And um, if something is major, then certainly, certainly um, we, we work with a full team. But if something is relatively minor, um, you, you got to get to know the person and, um, and then it's just a matter of, um, you know, if they hurt themselves picking up a pen, um, you explain to them, why'd you hurt yourself picking up a pen? Well, there's an injury risk with picking up very light loads, just like there's injury risk with picking up very high loads and the safest is actually somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Um, and you, you can, you can use it. Um, the same example I gave to you, you can use the, the seated spinal flexion. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, you can put a two kilo dumbbell and have them hold that in front of them in spinal flexion you go um how does that feel and they go okay yeah that's fine and then you well why does that why is that fine now but the same load when you bend over that that causes pain so you start to get people around the thoughts and the idea that okay it's it's not in my head because it's a real sensation Mm -hmm. um, but it is something that is a sensation it's not a mechanical issue yeah okay Mm -hmm. and so you you Um, and yeah you go. Yeah, sometimes it's sometimes it is it is a little bit of uh, a little bit of trickery as well to get them there, which I probably shouldn't admit. But um, <laughs> if if they're very concerned about doing an exercise and they go, no, I'm I'm not doing I'm not doing a deadlift because I hurt my back and um, it's just it's not something that I can do. Um, you, you can easily get them and go. Would you mind just picking up that three kilo weight and bringing it over here for me? And they go and they grab it and <laughs> you're like, you know you just did a deadlift, right? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the magic you do? Isn't that your your <laughs> that's your your secret sauce? It's the Colonel Sanders secret sauce of uh, exercise physiology. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the mind is the mind is just so powerful in deciding what you can and you can't do. Um, and uh, educating is, is one of the biggest things where that's how you get the fastest results, really. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big 
big believer in that, you know, empowering the client through education and, and, and giving them that why and understanding and, and it helps them to obviously enact and do things properly and, uh, you know, f- carry through with your recommendations. So, uh, yeah, so glad you, you know, there's a few points I picked up on that, that the fact that you're saying everyone's completely unique and different and comes, you know, with a, a different set of problems and, you know, you work with that individual and, um, it is, there's not a one-size-fits-all in terms of what you do uh, for someone. It's very specific and individualised. Uh, so I love that in terms of what you do as, as well as how you, you know, educate them and empower them uh, around yeah, what they're yeah. experiencing. Well, and empowering is such, it's such an appropriate word to use, and um, that should be our really the number one asset on everyone's resume who's an allied healthcare professional or, or a doctor because... Um, yeah, oftentimes we will get them better. We'll get them healthier, but we're just showing them the pathway. Mm-hmm. You're not putting the food in their mouth and yeah. I'm not forcing them to do something. It's just you do X, Y, and Z, you're going to be healthier than you were before and, and we're on this path together. Yeah, it's that old adage. You uh, you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day, you teach him <laughs> how to fish, you feed him for a lifetime and it's exactly what we do. So, yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. It's always yeah. It's always better to get uh, constant business through people, happy people's referrals than uh, lifetime clients because they require your services. Yes, fantastic. Well mm. put, Mitch. Uh, so what's your top tips for managing pain? So for anyone experiencing, any viewer or lis- listener experiencing pain, wh- what do you recommend they mm. do? What are your top tips? Mm. Good question. Um, so the uh, top tip would have to be find out what it is. Okay, so you, you have to see an allied healthcare professional um, you have to get it sorted because my, my general advice is if you have pain, it's probably okay. You can probably still move, um, but there are circumstances in which um, you may need surgical intervention. You know, you, you tear an Achilles, me telling you, listen, you're probably going to be fine. is <laughs> pretty bad advice, um, but you find out what it is first. Um, and then number two, understand that pain is simply a response from your body um, and, and it's just a feeling. It may or may not be physical damage. So a great analogy here is if, if you pinch your skin and you pinch, you go, that really hurts. I'm going to stop that. Um, but it doesn't indicate that I'm in serious danger. So it doesn't always mean that, that you're in danger. Um, and then if I were to pinch my skin time after time after time after time, over time, it's going to stop hurting as much. Um, so oftentimes, especially with things like arthritis, um, it hurts. Uh, I know it hurts. and and that's unfortunate. Um, we don't want you to be in excessive pain, uh, but things like moving it are going to be painful, but over time it's going to be less painful and it's going to feel better. Yeah. No, great. Great tips, uh, Mitch. Um, it's, it's hence why I've got you on for you know, 20% of the, <laughs> the episodes is uh, you give such sound advice and uh, very well-rounded, well-thought-out, and, uh, you know, I, I just love your approach to um, patient-centred uh, care. So, uh yeah, it's really good to have you on. And uh, just, I guess, in concluding um, this topic, uh, what are your top tips around maintaining good health? Yeah, I suppose that, that goes back to your, your first question in the podcast. And um, top tips for maintaining good health is going to be, from my perspective, number one is is move. And however you move, that's uh, moving is winning. Um, if you're out of breath, if your heart rate is up, that's a good thing, um, especially if you're exercising, you have no underlying condition, um, your heart's beating like crazy. 
um, it's probably fine. If you have no underlying condition, you, you can be out of breath. You can work yourself really hard. Um, and uh, I suppose the same thing I said in the last podcast, you, your body's not a car. You're not going to wear out because you moved it too much or because you did too much of this or that. Um, everything's really building tolerance to different things. And um, whatever you want to build your tolerance to, um, then you can do it. Uh, you move more, you get healthier. Um, and that's how you achieve longevity, really. So my takeaway, certainly from my point of view, is to move and to move more. And uh, I've uh, I've been sitting all day in front of a computer, so it's time for me to get up and move and get outside and uh, get some sunshine and uh, move my body. So um, thanks again, uh, Mitch. Thanks for joining us. And uh, how are people? How can they best contact you? Uh, good stuff. So you can uh, get to us through uh, Facebook Longevity. Or uh, Instagram, Longevity PTAU. Um, we're also on Google, Longevity Exercise Physiology and Personal Training. Um, yeah, if you're in pain, you need some advice, you need that screening I talked about, um, definitely feel free to reach out and contact us. Absolutely. There's no better person to contact. Uh, so thanks, uh, mm. Mitch Hooper. Thanks for uh, wrapping up, wrapping up uh, episode eight on uh, pain. And yep. In conclusion, it's move more. And uh, remember your number two is uh, strength and conditioning. And uh, if you need some support in doing either or both, uh, contact Mitch Mm. Hooper from Longevity EP. So uh, thanks again, Mitch, and have a wonderful afternoon and look forward to having you back sometime in the near future. (laughs) We only got a couple podcasts to go to keep up the ratio. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Absolutely. And go those eels. <laughs> Four that's on the right, try. That's right. <laughs> All right, care, mate. Speak soon. Have a, good, have a good day. Podcast disclaimer. This podcast and any information, advice, opinions, or statements within it do not constitute medical, healthcare, or professional advice and are provided for general information purposes only. All care is taken in the preparation of the information in this podcast. Connected Wellness Proprietary Limited operating under the brand Me and My Health Up does not make any representations or give any warranties about its accuracy, reliability, completeness, or suitability for any particular purpose. This podcast and any information, advice, opinions, or statements within it are not to be used as a substitute for professional, medical, psychological, psychiatric, or any other mental health care or health care in general. Me and My Health Up recommends you seek the advice of a doctor or qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Inform your doctor of any changes that you may to your lifestyle and discuss these with your doctor. Do not disregard medical advice or delay visiting a medical professional because of something you hear in this podcast. This podcast has been carefully prepared on the basis of current information. Changes in circumstances after publication may affect the accuracy of this information. To the maximum extent permitted by the law, Me and My Health Up disclaims any such representations or warranties to the completeness, accuracy, merchantability, or fitness for purpose of this podcast and will not be liable for any expenses, losses, damages, incurred indirect or consequential damages or costs that may be incurred as a result of the information being inaccurate or incomplete in any way and for any reason. No part of this podcast can be reproduced, redistributed, published, copied, or duplicated in a form without prior permission of me and my health up.